Hello, and welcome back to Jermaine Audio Fix. My name is Amber, and today I'll be reading Chapter 4 of All You Want by Sen Lin Yu. Please be mindful that this fic is rated E for explicit and does contain consensual sex. There is an author's note for this chapter, and that is as follows. For the record, this fic is going to be 50% Dramini Smut, 25% Teenage Angst, 20% Miscommunication, and only 5% Hermione almost kind of getting into a physical relationship with boys that are not Draco, and 100% Trash. Chapter 4. I feel the way you want me. Heat began burning through Hermione's exhaustion and reaching her consciousness like tongues of a flame. A growing need steadily started to encroach upon her dreams until she became gradually aware that she was writhing, trying to find friction and a sense of satisfaction. Something hot, wet, and soothing wrapped itself around her nipple, and then there was a firm pressure between her legs right where she wanted it. It was hot and bearing down against her so she could grind her pelvis up into it. It was not enough. The need kept growing larger and larger, but she couldn't seem to reach the edge. It kept darting beyond her. She arched up and groaned, feeling ready to go to pieces with frustration. Suddenly, the teasing heat on her breasts vanished and she was pinned down, her wrists held above her head. Hot skin was pressed against hers. Heavy. Safe. She could feel the faintest touch along her neck and moaned. So perfect. She heard the words against her throat and it made something inside her shudder. A tongue slid up her neck and she spasmed, writhing and wrenching at the hold on her wrists. There were lips lightly playing across one of the glands on her neck as something slid between her legs and slowly caressed her. She opened her legs further and lifted up her hips. She was so close, so close. She could barely breathe with wanting. She felt a light touch glide over her delicate skin. She was so swollen and oversensitive she felt as though she were on fire, about to die. There was a hollowness that felt as though it were eating her. She sobbed. A long finger slowly sank into her core and she clenched around it as a broad thumb pressed lightly against her, stroking teasing. She felt ready to shatter. A second finger slid in. She felt two fingers roll her oversensitive nub gently between them as the mouth teasing along her neck suddenly closed over one of her glands and sucked hard. She shook and exploded. Her whole body spasmed and shuddered as she rode through the climax. When she stopped shuddering through the aftershocks, The fingers withdrew, and the hold on her wrists vanished. She opened her eyes dazedly and looked up at Draco Malfoy. The need, the burning need driving her, had been momentarily dulled. She felt somewhat coherent as she stared up at him. She had already known it was him. The nerves in her spine had already memorized the vibrations of his timber. His perfect, comforting scent had been wrapped around her like a cloak, but seeing him still felt surreal, as though it defied a universal law of some sort. She studied his face. She'd never before seen the expression he currently wore. He looked reverent. 
How, how are you here? She asked, her eyebrows furrowing. She reached up and touched his cheek to reassure herself that he wasn't an illusion. I heard you crying, he said, studying her carefully. I was afraid you were hurt. Oh, she said, feeling bewildered. Something in the back of her mind felt as though the answer made no sense, but most of her was just overwhelmed that he was there. He was with her. She wasn't trapped alone in a state of unassuageable misery. He seemed to be searching her face for something. Do you... He started, and his eyes flickered slightly. He clenched his jaw as though he were swallowing something bitter. He opened his mouth to start again when Hermione reached out and pulled him down on top of her. The feeling of his weight made her hum with satisfaction. She breathed in against his skin. He smelled like her. She nuzzled along his neck and traced her tongue up to the spot at the juncture of his shoulder where one of his scent glands were. She knew exactly where to find it. When she laved her tongue across it, he shuddered and gripped her tightly beneath him. She sighed in response. You're mine, he muttered into her ear. It's a reminder, something he'd already said to her before. She could feel it. It was as though he'd buried the words in her heart. And when he repeated the words, it unfurled itself like a golden snitch and fluttered. She pressed her lips against his shoulder and lay beneath him, relishing the sensation. Safe. Warm. It didn't seem possible to be close enough to him. She pressed herself against his chest, wishing she could sink into him. If she were somewhere under his ribs, by his heart, that would be about close enough. As she lay there, crushed beneath his weight, Feeling his hand sliding through her hair and his breath against her neck, she felt belonging, like she'd found a place for herself that was made for her. The feeling unspooled a tension in the back of her mind that she didn't even know she'd had. Before she had much time to enjoy it, the feeling began to fade away, as though she were a bit of parchment and someone was holding a burning match against her. She slowly began catching fire. Heat. It started prickling across her skin and robbing her of the peace she'd found. She shifted and jerked slightly as she tried to ignore it. She fought to control it, tamp it down and ignore it. It kept growing. She hated it. She was getting too hot. Her neck, her lower abdomen, her wrists, everything was becoming throbbingly oversensitive. Trying to keep still and endure it felt harrowing. She needed to relieve it. A cold shower. If she were cold enough, then the pieces in her mind might have time to rearrange themselves. She'd remember how to think. There were things she was overlooking. She felt certain about that. She'd find a solution if she took a shower. There was something off that she couldn't place. She pushed at Malfoy and tried to climb away. He shifted off but didn't let go. Shower, she said, her throat dry and rasping. I need to cool down. Too hot. Fever. A strong arm wrapped around her waist and pulled her back. A corner of her mind was chanting something, but she couldn't understand it. She was so thirsty. Hot. Everything was too hot. Her whole body was growing agitated by her urgent need for something. She knew, at some point, she had known what was going on, but her fever had burned it away. I need... 
she tried to explain, but her voice trailed away. She didn't know. It was all lost. Her mind felt like a burned-out building, full of traces of things she couldn't identify. As she sat, trying futilely to explain, the loss of control made her feel hysterical. She didn't know what she was supposed to hold on to when the whole world felt like fire. She panted and tried to get up again. A cold shower. Surely a shower would help. Malfoy wouldn't let her leave the bed. He wrapped another arm around her and dragged her into his lap. I'll take care of you, he said, nuzzling against her neck. The vibrations of his voice sank into her and she stilled for a moment. It's so... She tried again to explain what was happening. She could barely breathe. Even inside of her lungs it felt like fire. Why was it so hot? She started to pant rapidly, trying to breathe. She felt trapped between a sense of instinct and her mind. On both sides, she felt that she had the answer to what was wrong with her. That she knew what she was supposed to be doing. But caught between instinct and reason, caught on fire, she couldn't remember. She felt helpless. She bit her lip and started crying. Suddenly, she found herself lying on her back on the bed. Malfoy was kneeling over her. Her wrists were pinned under one of his hands while the other slowly slid along her body. Distantly, she realized that they were both naked. The sensation of his hand ghosting over her sternum and along her stomach felt more urgent than her clothes. She arched up into the soothing touch and Malfoy kissed her. Oh, his lips were gentle against hers. His hand cupped her breast and she felt her tense body melt under his touch. The fire coiled and slipped away from her skin and gathered into a pool in her lower abdomen. She could feel it overflowing. There was warm liquid slipping out between her legs. Malfoy deepened the kiss, sliding his tongue along her lips and then delving in and caressing her tongue. Hermione moaned against his lips and twisted her body, trying to press herself against him. He drew away from her lips. I'm going to take care of you, he said in a low voice. His eyes were almost onyx as he stared at her. She whimpered and arched her head back to expose her neck where it had started throbbing. If she showed him, he'd fix it. Good girl, he said. He dipped his head down and breathed in along her skin. The mere sensation of air across the sensitive spot made her tense, and a fresh wave of liquid heat gathered inside her. She keened and pressed herself against him. She felt his hand leave her breast and reach down between her legs. She felt his fingers sliding through the liquid and the heat and the unbearable need. The mere touch made her vision vanish and pleasure shuddered through her nerves. A deep moan was torn from her. Merlin Granger, you're so ready, Malfoy said. His voice sounded choked as though he were overwhelmed. You're so perfect. Hermione felt herself sliding toward instinct. The chant in the back of her mind that she hadn't understood grew louder. Alpha, 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 please. She spread her legs and arched her head back further. Malfoy let go of her wrists and moved between her legs. She stared up at him in a daze. He was so reassuring to stare at. His smell and weight and strength. It was like he was made for her. Like she was made for him. He was staring at her and his face grew predatory and possessive in a way that thrilled something deep inside her. 
He ran his hand over her abdomen and caressed her hip before sliding along her thigh, opening her. His eyes were fastened on her body as though he were drinking her in. You're mine, all of you, he said. His voice was deep and unyielding, as though it were grabbing hold of something inside of her. She could feel the heat inside of her grow white hot. He began caressing her between her legs as he spoke, sliding his fingers through the slick flooding out of her until the hollowness in her lower abdomen grew almost agonizingly sharp. But his touch calmed her, and his fingers glided up toward where she needed him. Her skin could have been set on fire again, but she'd stay perfectly still if he kept touching her and talking to her. You're always going to be mine. No one else will ever touch you as I do, my perfect Omega. I will never let anyone hurt you again. Her whole body started trembling as she tried to wait, and he rested his warm hand over her pelvis. You're so patient, such a good girl. Then he leaned forward, and she felt something impossibly large prod between her legs, sliding into the heat. She spread her legs further, trying to open. He pushed in, and she could feel her body shifting to accommodate his. He kept pressing in, deeper and deeper and deeper. It shouldn't have been possible. She felt impossibly full, molded around him until there was no room left, but he still kept sliding in deeper. As he continued pushing in, he leaned over her until his chest crushed hers. He gathered her into his arms and kissed her deeply. You're so perfect, he said, groaning. You have no idea. He was finally buried to the hilt inside of her and she lay limp beneath him. Her mind felt as though it had ascended into a different plane. There was just fullness, the most perfect sensation of fullness. His voice and scent everywhere as though he had planted his soul inside of her and they were permanently entwined. This, this is so good, he said as he started moving. You have no idea. Oh, Merlin Granger, you are so perfect. Hermione wanted to tell him something. There were things she thought she should be saying back, but she couldn't force them out. Her body felt as though she had been dropped into a pool of pure magic, as though she were glowing like a fairy light. The sensation was otherworldly. Everything, everything was building inside of her as though Malfoy were drawing her up into some kind of ascendance. Under him, filled with him, he was leading her somewhere, somewhere transformative. He dropped his head down to her neck and ran his lips over the aching spot as he picked up his pace. He was driving into her with hard, deep strokes, and she wrapped her legs around his hips. The most delicious pounding sensation was driving her rapidly upwards. But then the pounding grew abbreviated, not as deep. She could feel him expanding inside her until they were tied together. She twisted in frustration. She'd been so close, so close to something. She didn't want to be teased. She needed... He pulsed inside of her. The sensation of hot liquid bathing the inside of her. And suddenly, all the driving, building, burning sensations contracted down inside of her and she shattered. Waves of pleasure shot through her. Her body was arching and shaking and everything, everything was blindingly white. 
There was no way to describe it, just sensation beyond anything her body could contain. The pulsing sensation went on and on until she felt like she must be dying. Her whole mind was alight with an explosion. It was dying. It was rebirth. It went beyond her body, as though her magic and very soul were on the verge of shooting out of her like a shockwave. She heard herself sobbing. You're so perfect, so good, my perfect, perfect girl. I'm always going to take care of you, Malfoy was saying as though the words were being dragged out of him. She could feel all the muscles in his chest and arms straining and taut as he ground himself down against her. Perfect little Omega. You're mine. It was the most incredible thing Hermione had ever experienced. Supernatural, as though it defied the bounds of the human body. She'd never known anything could affect her so wholly, as though it hadn't been merely a physical experience, but also mental and emotional and even spiritual. She didn't know where she ended and Malfoy began. Everything was so instinctively synchronized between them, as though they bled over into each other. Malfoy slumped down against her body and kissed her as he cradled her head in his hands as they both panted and tried to recover. Then he rolled onto his back, carrying her with him, and arranged her atop him. Her head was nestled under his jaw where she could easily smell and lick him. She lay on him for several minutes while her heart rate slowed, feeling the sensation of him still locked deep inside of her. Gradually, her head cleared somewhat. There was no more fire or burning sensations, just a delightful afterglow. Malfoy's chest radiated heat into her. Hermione paused as a thought which hadn't been able to fully occur to her made itself to the forefront of her mind. She lifted her head and stared dazedly into his face. How are you here? she asked. Had she asked the question before? It felt familiar, but everything in her mind was heavily blurred. He had been with her for a long time. She could feel it, smell it. His touch was something she knew intimately. I heard you crying, he said, studying her carefully. I was afraid you were hurt. Oh, she said, resting her head against his chest and lightly tracing her fingers over his scent glands. She could feel him pulse slightly inside of her at the touch. Have I asked you that question before? It feels like I keep asking and then forgetting. He rested a hand lightly between her shoulder blades and she arched slightly into it. You ask me every time, he said. How many times is that? I've lost count, he sounded apologetic. Oh, she said and blushed and buried her face in his chest. You're more lucid now, though he said after a moment. Your heat is probably almost over. The first heat's always the hardest because your body doesn't know how to regulate all the hormones yet. You'll stay more aware the next time you have one. Oh, she said again. I didn't know. I only found out a little bit before it started, so I didn't really have a chance to read about it. She felt like she should say something else, that there were things that she and Malfoy should be discussing, significant mental leaps that she had taken in regard to the current situation that she felt she should be strongly objecting to. 
But Malfoy's mouth was mesmerizing, and his voice vibrating through her chest felt like a bed of crushed velvet. And the feeling of him still inside her made something in the back of her mind feel deliriously happy. He was staring at her as though he belonged to her. She ignored the things and kissed him instead, and he gathered her close and kissed her back. He felt familiar under her hands, but consciously she felt as though it were the first time she had kissed him. She slid her hands across his chest and up into his hair and kissed him until her lungs felt on the verge of exploding. When they broke apart, she stared at him panting and sighed. You smell like me, she said. It felt like an odd thing to say, but the thought made her happy, as though she had a nasal in the back of her mind that was purring in possessive satisfaction. His eyes glinted faintly as he stared back at her. You smell like me, he said. I know, she said, feeling smug and melted against him, sighing happily. She didn't think she had ever felt so good physically. She hadn't even known it was possible to feel so delightfully happy. Her mind was dozing. She just lay and basked in the sensation of his warmth while he ran his hands over her. Eventually, he rolled her onto her side and started caressing and licking along her throat. It sent ripples of pleasure through her body down to her toes. He was still scenting on her when their bodies finally unlocked from each other and she felt him slide out of her. A sense of wistfulness came over her, but before she could dwell on it, he had her pinned beneath him and started dragging his tongue down the inside of her wrists. Ooh, she shuddered out. That's so good. After several minutes of lying and feeling overwhelmed by him, he drew back. You need to drink something, he said and reached over and grabbed a goblet of pumpkin juice from a table nearby. He pulled her up and into his lap so that she was leaning back against his chest as though he were her throne. Then he slipped the goblet into her right hand and lightly ran his fingers up and down her left shoulder and arm while she drank it. He couldn't seem to stop touching her, she realized. He was keeping her as close to himself as he possibly could. There was something oddly surreal about it, but Hermione couldn't think of what it was. It was just... nice. She didn't want him to stop touching her. If he stopped, she didn't know. It felt like something horrible would happen to her if he weren't touching her anymore. When she had finished two goblets of pumpkin juice, she rested her head against his chest and listened to his heartbeat while she dozed against him. He slid his fingers along her sternum, and she felt the heat from them seeping into her bones. Then the burning started again. She felt at a loss when it stirred her from her happy days, as though the intensity had eased. It seemed as though she were getting closer to breaking through the surface and back into her mind. Malfoy seemed to have sensed she was burning again, because when she looked up at him, he was already staring down at her with hooded eyes. When her eyes met his, he slid a hand up into her hair at the base of her neck and kissed her for a long time before pushing her down and pushing into her. Her mind finally felt aware. The present was a haze, but it finally felt thinned enough that she understood what was happening. She was in heat. The burning feeling that kept swallowing her was her heat. Malfoy cooled it, calmed it, held her down and drove into her until she came apart and then steadied her through the inferno. She lost count of how many times they had sex. Each time the heat was a bit less. The sex was slower. 
they could both tell they were almost to the end. Hermione's mind felt freer of the haze each time. She discovered there was a language between them that felt fundamental. When he came inside of her, promises and praise poured from his lips, the same ones each time. Anything. He'd give her anything. He'd never stop taking care of her. He told her how perfect she was. He told her that she was his, that she'd always be his. The words all coiled inside of her and made her mind blur happily, drawing out promises of her own. Promises that she was his. She told him that he was perfect, that he took care of her so well. She told him that he was hers, her alpha, her perfect alpha. During the last time, she could tell it was the last time, reality pressed through the fire and fog more clearly than before. As they both lay panting and entwined with each other, she looked up at him, and it abruptly struck her why it was surreal feeling that he was there. Because it was surreal. Because he was Draco Malfoy, and she was Hermione Granger, and he had never liked her. He hadn't even considered her worthy of attending school with him. He'd thought her blood made her undeserving of having a wand and being a witch. As the realization struck her, she felt it cut something deep inside of her. She felt the blood draining from her face as she stared at him. He was studying her intently and immediately seemed to see the shock in her expression. A bitter smile ghosted across his face. She grasped for a way to express her bewilderment, trying to reconcile the recent past with the rest of the past. She was so tired. She could feel her mind slipping away with exhaustion. He was still knotted inside of her. She tried to formulate which question she was supposed to ask. The pressing question she had kept re-asking him and the answer that he had given made the least sense to her. She had kept asking, how was he there? And he'd always said it was because he heard her crying and thought she was hurt. Why, why would you care if I was hurt? She finally managed to ask. He simply lay staring at her for so long she could feel her eyes starting to droop. She tried to keep looking at him, but her head dropped down onto his chest. I owed you, she finally heard him say. You testified for me. She felt something heavy and fractured take up residence in her chest. She tucked her chin down and closed her eyes. You protected Harry, she said quietly. You had every reason not to, but you refused to identify him. Of course I testified for you. I didn't protect you, he said. I never expected you to, she said, feeling almost incoherent with exhaustion. And what could you have done anyway? There was nothing you could have done to protect me. I know, he said. His voice sounded hollow. If he said anything else, Hermione didn't hear it. She slipped into a deep sleep against his chest, breathing in the scent of him. End of chapter 4